A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It is a Monday. My name is Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by one... Luke Moore. Yeah, the sort of exchange that's a lot easier when you're in the same room. You can really notice the latency of people's internet connections when you try and do a back and forth like that on an intro to a podcast. Uh, this podcast nearly didn't happen because uh, instead of going to Zencaster, our uh, recording uh, browser-based uh, studio of choice, uh, I typed in the words Deliveroo.co.uk. Uh, .co.uk. So uh, if you've got, that's how my life is going. Uh, that's my default uh, website to go to instead of, uh, you know, the, the work one. Um, how are you doing, Luke? You all right? Good. What time's it turning up? Uh, I've not ordered anything. I've I, To be fair, my delivery consumption has been quite low. Instead, I have been uh, going to the um, uh, Japanese slash Korean supermarket around the corner to buy just lots of shabu shabu beef, really thin slices of beef. Uh, they just go with everything. Uh, so I've just been doing a lot of that. I did manage to spend 90 quid in there yesterday. Oh, my goodness me. One carrier bag of food was £90 because it's all imported. It's all specialist. Uh, but I wasn't really paying attention to the prices of everything, and I managed to spend £9 on salad dressing. Very, My very goodness me. How the other half live, hey, ladies and gentlemen? Well, listen, I'm here yep. to represent you guys, the normal people. I will go yep. to the co-op. You know, only when I have to. I'll queue outside. I'll keep my distance. I'll spend a maximum of, depending on what my wife asked me to buy, a maximum of, say, £30. Uh, but the <laughs> well, thing is, one thing it's made me realize is that when you don't go anywhere or do anything, so there are things, I know there are people out there who um, check out their bank statements every month and pour over the details because yeah. they have to. And I understand that. And, and I've, I've I should do that myself because it's, you know, not multi-millionaire or anything. And Pete Donaldson doesn't do that, but that's a, that's not the nope. point I'm making. The point I am making is when you don't go out and all these kind of hidden costs, um, when you're out and about buying a beer or doing this, doing that, when it's literally just crystallized down into the food you buy that you eat at home every single night, yeah. it doesn't last very long. My God. <laughs> Well, the food doesn't last very long. The food, the, the, I mean, you, 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 it's cheaper, you, presumably. You have to go there. You have to go there a lot more often than you'd like, is what I mean. Yes, 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 yes. You do have to re-up quite a lot. But I'm finding like creative ways to just use the stuff that I've got left. I'm pouring vinegar on snacker jacks. I'm yeah. pouring like I'm pouring. I've got this. Uh, if you ever um, find yourself uh, like a lot of like food gets a lot more exciting when you put vinegar on, or anything acidic on your food. And yeah. people talk about vinegar quite a lot. Get yuzu sauce. Y-U-Z-U. You know that yuzu lemon? 
it's like a really strong kind of like uh, aggressive kind of lemon uh, that's used in in, in different uh, aggressive lemon. That's your rap name, it's isn't a, it? it? Yeah, it's aggressive lemon. Uh, no, lemon party. Uh, MC Lemon Party. Don't Google that. Do you remember uh, that? So it, no, tell it, Pete. Tell people. Tell our younger listeners who won't remember Lemon right. Party what it is and whether right. it still exists, and then get onto Yuzu. Uh, it was uh, an early 2000s slash late 90s uh, kind of trick website uh, that you would go to lemonparty.com or lemonparty.net. So again, think Meat Spin, think uh, Tub Girl, all of the old ones. I think we probably discussed Lemon Party on here uh, before, but it was a, a kind of um, a shock website. Uh, and it was three old men just sucking each other off, basically, because we imagine, <laughs> because we are very closed off, very kind of, um, stereotypical uh, ideas of what sexuality looks like, and anyone over forty isn't allowed to indulge. Uh, so the shock of oh, seeing you what you, broke, you, could, you, you, you could have broken that a bit more gentle, given I'm I'm forty in September. <laughs> Stop mentioning it. We'll yeah. stop getting any kind of ad money for the youngsters. What the youngsters? No, because you're to. the you're the you're the young hip one, aren't you? I'm the old cantankerous fool. I've got so much white in my. I've I've grown a little tiny little goatee beard, and uh, there's so much white in it, Luke. It's yeah. It's you my look first like um, it's, just, it's not right. You look like. Um, do you know what you look like? I thought first of all when I saw you with your little musketeer type beard, I thought, oh yeah, he looks a bit like a um, you know sword fighting teacher in in France. I'll but, take it. Yeah. Around the, around the time the of the sort of, sort of mid to late 18th century. But now I've actually th- think that you look like a dishonest master of coin. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> well, to be a master of anything, I would I would take right now. Uh, well, I'm one master of something. Uh, yeah. In lockdown. And, Mate, uh, talk yeah, about so- Yuzu. It's just, it's just fucking lemon. A bottle of Yuzu dressing. You can put it in anything. It's just fucking a pure hit of lemon. The most It's an aggressive lemon, but it's just a little <laughs> bottle and you just chuck it on anything and it makes it taste lemony and tart and, oh, God, it brings the flavours out and everything. Oh, God, it's great. It I think really that, is fantastic. Um, I think that really the the lemon, the humble lemon, is the, is the fruit most fertile for aggression of all the fruits because it's so sharp. <laughs> if I said to you, here's an aggressive banana, that means something completely different. If I said to you, here's an yeah. aggressive melon, I'm not bothered about that because the the, the, no. the flavor of melon is so benign that it's not going to affect me in any way. You're talking aggressive <laughs> lemons, yeah. I'm thinking twice. I'm going to get what, juicy, what George, just thinking about it. I'm, pic- I'm picturing a, an aggressive watermelon uh, hole drilled in it, but with razors inside. Uh oh! Don't try and have sex with that watermelon. Oh. Um, I was in. Uh, I was in Seville. When we were, I was in. <laughs> where's that? Where's that cum-filled watermelon come from? Oh, um, oh and blood. Uh, I was in Seville and uh, a little while ago, and oh, and they, and they say don't eat the oranges off the tree. Probably because it's rude because they're people's oranges. But oh my god, people are saying they were they're so tart and so horrible. I had one. Well, I had two or three. They were delicious. Yeah, aggressive citrus. People are just scared of citrus, guys. Get on you, it. You've just inv- you've just um, uh, put me in mind of the constantly worst conversation I repeatedly have with my lovely wife, which is right. that when you and I went to Menorca back when we could have holidays, and we it's stayed at that lemon. place, and there was a lemon tree in the garden. And it was lovely. It was such a lovely spot. And we're very lucky and very no, fortunate. I no, don't want to sound out of touch because I know people are going through a difficult time at the moment. Um, but when we could go on holidays, we occasionally went away. Apologies to everyone that that offends. But that's just how it is, right? Anyway, we went, we went, to, the, we went to a villa in Menorca. 
you and I, Pete, there were a few other people there as well. There was a lemon tree in the garden and it was amazing. You could smell the lemon from the lemon tree just on the breeze. And so I'm not necessarily proud of this. I'm probably a little bit ashamed, but I did steal like two or three lemons off the tree. For perspective, though, there were about 50 lemons on this tree, and it looked like they weren't going to be touched. A load of them had already fallen onto the floor. So even a fruitarian would have been fine with it, right? Anyway. Matt, you, you, missed, you missed it. You missed me pulling about 10 off and just booting them into uh, the surrounding uh, yeah. villas. So don't worry More about wasteful. it. More um, wasteful. So I, I took these lemons and I brought them back, and they were amazing. They smelled so good. Uh, and then they were so um, fresh when compared to what you would get in a supermarket it just really blew my mind so anyway i did what any kind of limited emotionally suppressed um idiot would do and i said to mimi i said we're getting a lemon tree in the garden i want that i want a lemon tree so we walked down to the That's garden center a long time That's well listen you say this now I went down to the tree. garden center bought a lemon tree put it in the garden right. there are currently five lemons on it right what full-sized lemons they're not like kumquat sized no i'd say three of them are full size what? Right? It's grown amazingly. How big was the tree that you? How big was the tree when you actually bought it? Um, it's, I'd say it's probably about. It's grown a bit. I'd say it's probably about the size of a five-year-old child. Cool. And anyway, so <laughs> that's how I measure so, everything. So um, the conversation to get to the conversation I have with my wife regularly is: Can I pick the lemons off the tree yet? No. Why not? Because they're not ready. But when I scratch yeah. the peel, they smell amazing and I want them. No. What are you going to do with them anyway? Don't know. Every yeah. single just, other day, I'd say. You just, you just scratch. Yeah, but you're scratching the fuck out of these poor lemons. They're just trying to grow. I'm wondering if they're aggressive or not. Aggressive lemons. You're being aggressive, isn't it? if anything. Aggressive Leave with lemons. lemons alone. Leave your fucking lemons alone. <laughs> have you seen did you see did i forward on that picture of uh i'm just i'm just literally looking through my whatsapp um did i did i forward on the picture of uh that uh, marie james friend of the show um forwarded on of all of the superheroes uh bowing in a corridor to all you of the did. nhs yes i workers. found it very uh, but before you move on Ooh, i would wowzers. like to say i find i found it very touching it brought a tear to my eye. I thought it summed up exactly how the nation is feeling at the moment. And I would thank you, Mr. Donaldson, to not put your cynical hat on and uh, and take the piss out of it. Please carry on. What, you, what were you going to say? Uh, nothing. I was going to say nothing. No, no, Murray said this. It's basically a picture of um, three nurses, um, all female, I think, which is a little bit, uh, again, stereotypical, uh, walking down a corridor in a hospital uh, with their masks on and all of the superheroes that we see on our televisions. Think the Hulk. Think Captain America. Hulk, Captain America, Superman, Wonder Woman, all of them. Hang on a minute. uh, The the problem I've got with this here is whoever's done this monstrosity has crossed the streams here. That's Marvel and DC in the same image. They they don't exist in the same universe. And everyone else besides. So everyone's sort of bowing uh, in reverence and respect to the uh, fine uh, frontline uh, uh, key workers uh, of our nation. I think it might be American. But either way, uh, Dr. Manhattan's there. (laughs) <laughs> and he's wearing pants. And he's wearing pants. He's not got his knob out because it's disrespectful to get his knob out. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan is all. Dr. Manhattan always has his knob out. But he thought, on this occasion, I'm going to put some pants on because yeah. I don't want the nurses to see my cock. Also, maybe he's he's probably thinking, my radiation levels are through the roof. I probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> Because this is, I'm causing more problems here than I'm solving. Because now we're going to, I mean, fair enough, it might well be that my research powers, and in the case of Tony Stark, his money might help the uh, the problem. Yeah. But 
of causing other health issues just by being in proximity. And by bowing, they are leaning in. They're not wearing masks. In fact, Batman is wearing a complete inverse mask. He's only got his nose and his mouth showing. He's yeah. a prick. <laughs> That's the opposite of it's, what we want. It's all over the place. But, yeah, uh, yeah we uh, we got three minutes out of that. Thank you uh, for that. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Peter, can I just say, uh, before you, moved on from, for you move on from dressings and sauces, I should give a nod right. to um, Sam, Sam Smith, who occasionally, pretentiously, calls himself Samuel Ashton. Um, Right, because that's, that's he, not the that's not the Sam Smith who uh, uh, people get angry about for being gender fluid. No, it's Sam Smith who sits opposite me in the office. He um, right, he said he brought me back a Japanese Worcester sauce. Right, and I have Lovely. to say I've found it very hard these days to eat baked beans without it. <laughs> Why is it like an Okonomiyaki kind of brown? What do they put in there? Don't know because I can't read the label, but it tastes exactly <laughs> like a more powerful Worcester sauce. Cool. Just just Google Translate the, the the cover. Yeah. Oh God, I love food at yeah. the moment. God, I love food. What were you going to um, say? Have you seen? Uh, have you seen that uh, Tom Hanks is uh, offering up his blood to anyone who wants it? Well, so what? Well, we should be getting involved with this. <laughs> he got let, get a little get a little vial so he can yeah. clone him. Well, but he's. Uh, and obviously, he had COVID. Uh, him and his wife uh, have now recovered, and uh, the quote was. Um, we have not only been approached, we have said, do you want our blood? Because obviously it's going to have the um, COVID antibodies in there. Uh, can we give plasma? Uh, and we're giving it to, to the places that we hope to work on uh, what I would like to call the Hank scene. So that's a direct quote from Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, wanting to get, uh, look, I don't mind him giving out the blood, but there are a lot of other sufferers uh, with, you know, conflicting um situations health-wise that might be more useful or less useful and they will also be used in trying to find a vaccine now if tom hanks thinks just because he's the celebrity uh, covid sufferer and one of the earlier ones let's make it very clear he thinks he can rename the vaccine for corona as hankzine it's not right and i'm not having it sounds like a dirty sounds like a dirty mag it does the hankzine yeah sounds like something you get like like a fanzine but he's got pictures of hanks with his willy out yeah, loving it. Dr. Manhattan yeah. style. Yeah. Absolute filth. Um, what, um, shall we Pete, hit a break and come back with some... <laughs> no, we're not hitting a break because I've got a question for you, actually. Oh, uh-oh. Which is, I've noticed over the last week or so, and I think our listeners will have noticed as well, that okay. um, maybe the last couple of weeks, I think you've become more woke since lockdown. I'm, I, I, I want to rename it Woke Down. What, what do you mean? Why, why, why is that? For you keep... How, how you keep, have I... You keep referencing things like, like politically correct things all the time. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying I have an opinion on it. I'm just saying that it's a very well trodden path. Your wokeness, and I think we, I think I need to give you a um, a higher rating. What heads up? Well, I think it's more the fact that my favourite football team is about to be taken over by oh, a yeah. set of people who bear journalists. And so, if I can get away with being as right and as proper as I possibly can, uh, to the point that it upsets a proportion of our listeners, uh, <laughs> I think I'm allowed to like Newcastle still. I think. Are you, are you suggesting that you could single-handedly take on the entire Saudi regime just by being a little bit more vocal with how much you yeah. respect women? I've installed a, a, a gender-neutral toilet in my, in my house. <laughs> in your own flat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's mainly being used by one man at the moment, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's fine. Cis man. Yeah. Cis man. That's yeah. a superhero nobody yeah. wants. 
Brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's a bloody good comic, that. Right, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll do some emails. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we're back on the Luke and Sis show. Uh, we're sissing the place out uh, and we're reading out your emails. Thank you very much for getting in touch, uh, everyone who's uh, been getting in touch over the uh, lockdown. Some lovely bits and bobs, ons and sons coming in, Luke, I think it's fair to say. Very th- complimentary, very lovely, talking about people's lives. You know, obviously people have different things going on in their lives and and, and the Luke and Pete show and, and, and Football Ramble Daily and all of the other Stakano products. People are enjoying our shit at the moment and I really appreciate the kind words yeah i'll go further than that actually peter i'd say that this week for luke and pete show emails has been the finest email week since i think september 2018 and i don't say that lightly ask me what happened in 2018 september 2018 what happened in September 2018? Ah, we just had a better one. Right. Uh, <laughs> hello at LukeandPeacher.com is the email address. Pete, would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Can you go first? Because I'm going to uh, do a hard sniff into a pillow. Yeah, no worries. Hello, the Luke and Pete. The Luke and the Pete, sorry. This is from oh, Simon yeah. Ponting. You okay there, pal? Yeah, fine. Yeah, just good. Okay. Want, I, don't have any, I don't have a hanky near me. I'm just going to take a little uh, swig of the old drink. Hang on. Fucking Nalgy. He's, he's just always got that bottle. I just don't understand it. He's got a nal- he's got a bottle that has a very wide brim. And so when he opens it, it's quite large. It makes a bit of noise. And in every podcast we ever do, there's always a little, just a man opening it. Just leave it. Just, it's a cup. Just leave it open as a cup. You're going to drink it all in an hour. So just leave it open. Um, you a germaphobe. 
Shout out, shout, shout out now, Gene, and shout out Coolish, the two wannabe sponsors of this show. Um, <laughs> they'll never listen. Simon Ponting, hello yeah. to Luke and the Pete. He says, further to Luke's interest in weird events that have been cancelled, uh, I thought I would add some more. This is from a show a week or two ago where um, we talked about the cheese rolling being cancelled. We talked about the uh, the big the old-fashioned, hundreds of years old um, village ball games being cancelled. And Simon wants to tell us about some more. He says, I am from Cheltenham where cheese rolling takes place. And at school, our PE lessons, we learn about other random sports around the UK to make our local ones seem less mental. First to add uh, the shin, first to add to the shin kicking competition. The idea is you stuff your socks with hay and then while holding the collar of your opponent, kick each other in the shins till one gives up. Right. I mean, that oh, well, is at uh, least this. At least there's at least there's hair involved because like that would really bloody hurt. There's, wouldn't it? there's a there's a sport out there for everyone, and this, I'm not one to judge. <laughs> I've got sports I love, and I've got sports yeah. I don't like as much. But this is to me is just a shit idea. It's like an idea that two blokes, you know, you get like those those, um, and I'm going to use the phrase again, those emotionally repressed chaps that you're still friends with yeah. from school, and then you go for for yeah. a beer with them, and then because you, you're back down there where you're from and you're staying there for the weekend or whatever and you go back to the pub and afterwards like, oh, come back tomorrow for a few more beers. All right, then. And before you know it, two of them are having a boxing match. It's like that. It's like that <laughs> as a sport. That's right, what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. says it's part of the Cotswolds Olympics, which is a weekend of other mad sports. Um, but it's not just a, a Gloucestershire thing, apparently. Simon finishes by saying, my favourite weird sport outside the Cotswolds is the tar barrel running in Ottery St. Mary in Devon. In this event, around the bonfire night, the whole village turns out to watch people run through the streets with flaming barrels of tar on their backs. The idea is to run between two pubs, um, and now, but I, I think that's kind of been stopped now. It's just like a relay over short distances. It looks right. mad, although I bet Pete would fancy giving it a go. And he's attached a picture, and I've conf- I can confirm it looks utterly ridiculous. Is uh, the hot tar uh, at uh, any point going to splash into a child's face? I'm just—it's in a barrel. I, th- I think. Right. I th- judging from the photo, I mean, the, the things I can I can glean from the photo, it's a right. big man with a barrel on his back. The barrel is certainly on fire. Um, I imagine <laughs> there'd be some kind of safe distance kept. One would hope. But having said that, Pete, <laughs> as a sea scout at the age of about thirteen, I did get a piece of bonfire ash in my eye. Uh, and was very worried that um, that I was going to have lasting damage. Thankfully, I didn't, it, although it was part of a series of two or three days, an anus horribilis, if you may, if you if you will. I don't know what the word for week is, but just I know anus is a year, but just, just week, fill in the blanks yourself, where I also hurt my hand very badly through an errant um, fingernail in a football match, and I fell off a climbing frame and broke my wrist. So a very, very, not a happy home life, Pete. A very no. troubling week for me. Not a very hand life, really, I guess. No. Hand life. <laughs> um, so, I was, like, with that tar that you that people put in the road, but, I mean, it's, it's a bitumen. Is it bitumen? I don't know. It's certainly yeah. a, uh, a waste product of, well, not waste product, but a, a product of the cracking process, I believe. My granddad said uh, that they used to suck on that as kids during the war. What? Suck on tar? Yeah, on bitumen, yeah. Right. Well, what for? To get high? No, I think, no, they're only kids. I think it's just used to do it like chewing gum, like a hard chewing gum or something. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, chew on it. Sorry, I don't mean like, like inhale no, the my, fumes, my like granddad also said, Sorry to cut over. My granddad also said to me on a call yesterday um, that um, he can remember 
the Battle of Britain, and he can remember Spitfires fighting over that Portsmouth, fighting German um, Messerschmitts, I suppose it would have been. And so it was really yeah. exciting because he was only like 10 years old and he thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I, I like the I like the life. You say, like you say you, uh, I was on a call with my granddad, like it was a business meeting. It was a Zoom just, call. Uh, to be fair to him, done, he's done brilliantly well when it comes to Zoom. He can he, he, he pops invariably on our family chats. He is first on. Right. Does no, our, he's, better than Boss, he's better than Marcus and uh, Jim. <laughs> yeah, he is better than Jim, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, you know, like, like, so that uh, I, I do love the smell of tar. It's my favourite smell. Uh, I yeah. think out of all of the smells, I would I wouldn't put it on my food like yuzu, but I would put it on uh, my nose like uh, nose uh, smells. But uh, you know, like <laughs> you know, like in downtown LA, they've got that kind of like car park that's just a lot. It's just, they've just got tar pits like where you know you can find a lot of dinosaur bones and stuff, and it's just yeah. pure tar. And then there's like underneath, there's like car parks, and through the walls seeps this tar and this is like in the middle of the city of los angeles in the middle of downtown los angeles there's just a big tar pit and i find that uh amazing and i'm sure a lot of you listeners are familiar with it and maybe we'll have some listeners in los angeles who walk past it every day uh but i walked past it once i was like what the the hell is going on here yeah it's like a little public park but it's all just tar with toy dinosaurs uh like pretendy dinosaurs sticking out of it could someone just set that on fire um, burn, it's, it's, up, burn it all off. It's a, ch- a ch- it's a chilling conclusion to a mini story. Um, I <laughs> I don't know, but are you talk about the, is right. it called? They called the Labrea the Labrea tarpits. I believe so. Yes, I've never heard yeah. it pronounced, but I've only ever seen it written down. And they're in the middle of the town. Right. Did they, did, were they there? Be- presumably, they were there before, and they just bubbled up, and people were like, oh fucking hell, better get out of here. Or do they build the city around it? I presume they, they must have built the city around it. Or maybe they just went, we need to... Yeah, maybe it just started seeping up and then it became yeah. the tarpit. I don't know. Because you'd think you'd, like, if you're building a city, we'd be like, well, get, let's get rid of this tarpit. Like, we can't. There's just so much tar we can't even be bothered. And now it's become a bit of a tourist attraction. Just in the middle yeah. of the town, just this big black lump of goopy goop. I would suspect... And obviously, I've got absolutely no scientific back, backing for this, but my my instinct tells me that they're not flammable because I, I just don't think that they would they would have so Allow many it. people in close proximity. I, I, there must be some yeah. kind of scientific reason why they're not as flammable as one would expect. And if you're listening, you know, hello at lukeandpeach dot com and let us t- let us know um, because Pete won't yeah. Google that; he'll just get someone to spoon feed it to him. So you might as well email it. I in. guess uh, I guess for, for the same reasons, you can't set fire to a rod. Uh, would probably be it's probably not that flammable, but just because you said that the tar was flammable, I just presume that tar was flammable. Anyway, well, I mean, I mean, it, it can't, I, mean it, I think I think broadly speaking, it is, but I don't know if it, there's probably a difference between the two substances, right? Just because they've got the same name doesn't mean they're the same thing, does it? Ah, uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. James Wafer. I'd like to see a wafer with some tar in the middle of it. Uh, tinfoil hats. Tinfoil hats. Hi, guys. Uh, with regard to, regard to tinfoil hats, it is possible to have them act as a Faraday cage and block any electromagnetic radiation from reaching your brain. James, 
you're starting to sound a little bit like one of them. Oh, you sound <laughs> like one of them, James. Oh, so James. I'm like one of them, James, mate. Oh. An anti-vaxxer. Oh, those anti-vaxxers have changed their fucking tune, haven't they? Oh, when there's an actual immediate threat to their lives. Oh, we've changed our plans, haven't we? Oh. Yeah, and um, I've only taken my tinfoil hat off because the chemtrails have disappeared above my house. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, he, does, he does go on to say, unfortunately, to do so requires completely surrounding your head with tinfoil at which point you're going to die as you've covered your nose and mouth and you can't breathe anymore. Obviously, don't recommend trying this out. Cheers, James. Uh, yeah, don't try that out. Very much a Friday afternoon email, uh, which is exactly when that email came in. Actually, no, it was seven in the morning. Maybe <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Does Batman, is Batman's uh, mask made of Tim Ford, do you think? <laughs> to stop her, the Joker kind of... reading, his, reading his thoughts. I reckon it's Krev... Krev, Krev Why did I say Krevlar? Krev, it's Krevlar. <laughs> do you want to hear wasn't about he the, a man who... Wasn't um, he the dinosaur in uh, uh, the Rugrats? Sorry. I don't know, actually. Uh, didn't someone quite famous do the Rugrats Reptile. theme tune? Bo, 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 bo. It was a beautiful theme tune. I think it was the guy from... I think it was the guy from Devo. Oh, that that would make sense, I guess. Yeah. Love I it. think it was. Enjoyable. Um, Very enjoyable. Anyway, what about an email from a man who discovered an, an old shed... Oh, lovely. Loving on a yeah. shed. Yeah, and his name is Stu Jones. Um, he says, good afternoon. Uh, listener from the start, an occasional emailer. Nice to Ooh. hear. Uh, he says, in this current situation, my wife and I are in lockdown with my mother. We were due to start a job in Italy at the end of March on a campsite, but due to obvious reasons, we won't be going anywhere anytime soon. So we work seven months of the year and travel for the other five normally. And luckily, we got our travels in before the virus hit. In between Me listening... Too to Stakhanov Podcasts, watching Disney Plus and Netflix, and playing Football Manager, we have undertaken several tasks to keep us busy. My mum's house has about an acre of adjoining land. My father passed away in November 2017, and it looks like nobody has really been looking after the land. My wife and I hacked away a load of foliage, and we discovered an old shed. I do remember the old shed. I'll carry on talking, Pete. You making a cup of tea or something, are you? No. All right. Um, I do remember the old shed, and it had been at our previous two dwellings when I was a child. That would put the shed at around 50 years old. Uh, due to neglect, it is now falling apart, and after prizing open the ivy-covered door, I discovered the following. My old rally burner BMX from 1983. <laughs> this is lovely. It's like a time capsule. My old Peugeot racer from 1989. I love that. It got a new bike. Didn't throw the old one away. Why would you? Yeah. Uh, and a load of crap my dad had thrown in there 20 years ago. Um, I'm really, really struggling not to say um, two words, uh, porn mags. Anyway, on inspection of my mum's house, we discovered that she is a bit of a hoarder. We have found such swag as 18 old mobile phones, mainly Nokias, the assorted cables to go with them, Pete. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's the stuff. Um, board games this. board games from my youth, he says. Cluedo, Game of Life, BBC Question of Sport. Oh, I used to play um, Question of Sport board game all the time at home. Um, <laughs> and uh, videos, but no video player. Cassette tapes, yeah. which have now been updated to CDs. My old Star Wars toys, um, mm-hmm. worthless apparently because they're out of the box. And um, old newspapers <laughs> and an air pistol. Nice. They always work. Get, get involved. 
he says, has any of the listeners found anything interesting in their homes that they've forgotten about? Keep up the good work. Uh, regards, Stu Jones. Thank you very much for that, Stu. It's a brilliant email. Um, my experience with air pistols is limited. I remember getting shot in the leg by one with a little sort of metal yeah. pellet. Um, but I do have a very, very vivid mem- memory of all the kids in my street and me all getting potato guns from the joke shop and using yeah, those. Did great. you used to use those? I did, yeah. Um, they were surprisingly, um, surprisingly, the projectiles were surprisingly um, painful. <laughs> yeah, if you got them close up, you stick the you stick the gun, yeah. the barrel of the gun, straight into a potato, pull the little button, and you could fire the, the the little pellet of potato at people. It's wicked. Yeah, don't get would them it, anymore. Is it, is it is it fair to say that like um, we never played like compared to um our friends over the pond in the US um gunplay isn't as big a thing uh in our in our kind of childhood like, like people with like air pistols and air rifles they're always like the weirder kids you would yeah. say uh yeah. spud guns kind of as far as we kind of go it's it, it, it's not i would say that i'd never had that many i had probably had i didn't really like toy cars but i probably had way more toy cars than i had guns yeah um, i wasn't allowed guns at home my, my parents are kind of old hippies and they um they yeah. wouldn't um well they say that my mom and dad apparently went on a, a cnd march together in uh, at one point and I, yeah. I asked my mom about it and she's like oh yeah we were kind of into that and i asked my dad about it and he said um, oh, i don't just start seeing your mom and I only went because she wanted to go um so i'm not <laughs> sure if he was that much into it but we weren't allowed we weren't allowed um my mum didn't really like me playing like war games or cops and robbers or anything mm. like that. Really, she was quite um, right, quite yeah. big on that, so I didn't get any of that sort of stuff. And when I got the potato gun, I think she was a bit upset about it. Right, she, she didn't like the cops and robbers. She likes just keeping order. Um, well, I don't need yeah, her. True, I don't. I don't. That's uh, because I robbed her house. Um, she she didn't. <laughs> no, she she didn't really like to see us playing like with pretend guns or whatever. But you know what kids are like. If they don't get a pretend gun, they'll just pick up a stick anyway, won't they? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember the in maths lesson you had those little. I mean, why in a GCSE maths classroom would you ever, 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 ever need the? You know those kind of like blocks that would kind of like um, plug into each other. They're like crap Lego, but they would they would just just oh, build Duplo. different colors and stuff. No, it, they were individual squares that would only attach to another square, another cube. Um, I don't right. know what they're called. They, they, they were just these unlovable little uh, cubes that you would make these fantastical constructions out of. But it, they would always be in maths class. Classes. And, were uh, you in I like a remedial class or something? That sounds yeah, like, maybe child, I, sounds maybe like I was, kindergarten or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was in uh, I was in second set, but, you know, still got me here, though, didn't I? So suck did it, you? Mr. Braithwaite. Yeah, GCSE. Oh, you did much better than me at GCSE maths. I've got a C. Oh, mate, I've got an A star in religious studies. I was killing it. <laughs> yeah, here we both are. And yet here we both are. What are you going to say about these job. little Lego things before we go? It's the shit. I don't know what oh, they right. were. I don't know. I don't care for what they were. Uh, just like, look out for yourselves. Don't take drugs and stay in school. Uh, actually, <laughs> you can't. You can't stay in school. Stay at home <laughs> and do some school. Yeah. All right, Pete. Well, thank you very much for that kind of bizarre ending to this episode. Um, yeah. 
We'll be back on Thursday with yet more of this. I've actually got an interesting story I didn't get around to talking about today, uh, and it involves a 90s band that I think Pete's going to bloody enjoy. So um, yeah. we will we'll talk about that on Thursday, as well as all your emails and missives. Uh, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Keep them coming. Let us know you're getting on in lockdown. Maybe take us down memory lane, a little bit of nostalgia about when we could all do fun stuff. Whatever you want. It's hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Thank you very much for your company, and we'll see you next time. This was a Stakhanov production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.